Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check your flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 19 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter My name is Ethan, you can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan This is episode 19 I, you have been trying to get this driver in <laughs> all these podcasts who is the guy that drove number 19 um and now you don't remember <laughs> oh no was it give me a 19 give casey me 19. atwood casey atwood there you go <laughs> casey atwood i love casey atwood you were trying to get him in so many times well i in forgot previous episodes i forgot it was, if it was buckshot jones or casey atwood and i was like wait buckshot jones buckshot jones i don't think so so i went with casey atwood the uh, 19, when Dodge came back in 2001, was driven by Casey Atwood. And it had like lime green numbers on the top yes. of it. So the spotters could tell the difference between that car and the 9 of Bill Elliott. And they were both sponsored by Dodge. They were both red. Yes. So the Casey Atwood car looked weird with the lime green numbers on top of it. And eventually it became a Mountain Dew car. But not at first. Right. And it also had that lime green valence down yeah. to the, the the splitter where the splitter would be um oh man i love that just that random lime green on that cherry apple red i just it's don't so really weird understand. yeah it's so weird it's awesome i mean they could just use white right you know yeah. like well i like the roof numbers were white anyway but they could use added valence that was white and a spoiler that was white right. or something that you could differentiate i don't know it's so weird something. what about you uh, I could go old school and just pick a bunch of random guys like um, Tom Peck oh, was number 19 for a little bit. Uh, Loy Allen Jr. was number 19 for a little bit. Um, Chad Little was number 19. But honestly, it would probably be Jeremy Mayfield. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I, that was most prominent 19 right off the bat when um i was watching in the early 2000s and he had some really good runs in that car not as good as a 12 i believe but he had a, he had a few good runs yeah I now agree. obviously it's true x but he's about to retire so for sure and i still believe that okay let's get into watkins land oh my gosh <laughs> okay the funniest thing right the funniest thing happened at the end of this race okay we have a tight points battle mm -hmm. between Truex and Ryan Blaney. The yes. winner of this points battle right now is in the chase. Unless somebody else wins like McDowell or something, 
the winner of the, these two in this points battle will get in the chase. We'll get yes. in the playoffs. I'm sorry. They call them the playoffs now, not the chase. So Truex was uh, 26 points out, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. He needs to finish 26 positions ahead of Blaney yes. in the next two races to do this. Because they're basically one point per, per position. So he goes out there. Ryan Blaney does everything he can. He finishes 26th. Perfect opportunity for Truex. Where's Truex finish? 25th. <laughs> <laughs> Truex is so uh, washed up. Man. He's so know, washed up, man. I'm not going to say, well. He is washed up. Well, he needs to just scoot away. You know, as this weird as is. You know, he he really dominated when he was in 78, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, Furniture Row team. Yeah. And, I mean, that was not a five-star organization like Joe Gibbs Racing. And when he left that, he went from winning the, the NASCAR Cup Series championship, the, one, the only time he's ever done it with a three-star team, goes to a five-star team, and he, and, I mean, he's never won a championship yeah. since. It's... <laughs> backwards it's uh the benjamin button i guess i don't know because he's not getting any better with age you know so i don't know it's funny how that that whole gibbs team kind of goes back and forth mm -hmm. like the 20 car was really really good and then it was struggling and it was like really good again you know like kenseth brought it back mm -hmm. and now it's kind of struggling a little bit. It's it's not, I mean, it's fine. You know, he's, it's not setting the world on fire or nothing like that, but it's it's fine. You know, he can eke out a win once in a while. Hamlin, he's pretty. He's been pretty consistent. I'll give it to Hamlin. He's probably the most consistent thing on that whole team. Kyle Busch has, like, spurts of struggle, and then he's, like, really good, and then there's a struggle bus back and forth with him. Uh, for the most part, though, overall, he's been fairly good. And the 19 car. Now, Edwards killed it in that 19, right? I mean, he was yeah. he was so good, and he almost won a championship in his last year. That's what I was going to say. He almost. He tied for the championship. Hey, Just, you know what? That only works in horseshoes, pal. I think Not enough wins. <laughs> how, how many wins did Tony Stewart have over Edwards, I don't even know, but it was obviously he had more wins, and that was the tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. The tiebreaker in NASCAR is in a tied points battle at the end of the year for any position, and not even just a win, any position is the amount of wins. And if that's the same, then it goes to the amount of second place finishes. And if that's the same, it goes on and on and on all the way down until there's not a tie anymore. Yeah. That is that ever since I was a kid, that is how the ties are broken. And I assume it's still, still the same way. It keeps so. going like yeah. that. But I know for a fact that wins break the tiebreaker. And Tony Stewart, I think he had maybe two or three more wins that year than Edwards did. Mm. And, yeah, Tony got his last championship, and Edwards got, you know, fed up with the sport and left. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how, how that happens. You, you know, tie for a championship and you leave the next year. There was actually there was a picture like a recent picture of Carl Edwards that surfaced Twitter just recently, and I forgot what it was. I think he was helping like a tornado victims like a hometown or something like that. But he doesn't look any different than what 
then back to 2016. He, he was like 30 years old when he retired. Yeah. I think he's 28 now. <laughs> oh, really? He's only 28 now? No, I, I, it looks like, like he's 28. Like he's 28? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you look like John Cena anyway. Right. No joke. Like he never aged and he stayed like in top physical form the whole time. It's yeah. just, God, what a weird random thing. He's like, ah, I quit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very spontaneous. That's his whole career. Spontaneous. That's that defines Carl Edwards. I'm spontaneous. That's Mr. Spontaneity. That's, that's Carl Edwards. Yeah. Watkins Glen was really, did you get to catch any of the race? Nope. Not I, even a replay or anything. Not even a replay. Highlights. Um, I saw it on Twitter. I know what you know. The big highlights were, um, for sure. But no, I didn't get to watch it. Still working I, on that. We were at a condo this weekend, and uh, it happened to rain a lot on Sunday, and it closed the pools outside. So we kind of stayed inside for the most part on Sunday during the race. Yep. And um, I got to watch the first half of it. And then I got to watch the last maybe quarter of it mm-hmm. because there was a little period of time where the pools were open. We jumped back outside and it started raining again. We come back in. So I did miss a little chunk of it in the middle, but the first half of this race was so interesting because it starts rain mm-hmm. right when the green flag was about to happen. Like right when they were getting in their cars and driver introductions and all that, it was raining and they waited and waited and waited because of lightning and then eventually the lightning passed, but the rain stayed a little bit and the track, they were doing pace laps in the rain on the rain tires. And the track was actually a little too wet. It had uh, standing water a lot on a lot of places on it, especially like coming out of the, uh, the inner loop. There was a stream of water, like a river going across the racetrack. So they got the dryers out there because it did quit raining and they, got the puddles off but they still start on rain tires so interesting man did it was they? so interesting yes because it was you had chase elliott on the pole mm. and immediately he started going backwards and you had people like tyler reddick and michael mcdowell uh leading this race oh. like michael mcdowell just led a big chunk of the beginning of it oh what if i know i know Really, really interesting because every single driver out there took a different line. And mm. there really wasn't any wrecks. It's, I mean, somebody, like, only wrecks were when somebody got bumped. Like, everybody was driving really well on the rain tires. Maybe the wider tire and the rain tires actually work a little better than they were. I mean, they were flying around these corners with the mist going and everything. It was working really good. And everybody was taking different lines because when the groove would dry out, you know, you'd have to search for the wet on the racetrack because it would cool the tires off and they wouldn't wear out as fast. And then eventually with the track still a little wet, somebody like Briscoe led a good portion of the beginning of it too. Mm-hmm. Somebody would come in and when they go out on the slicks, all of a sudden they were six seconds faster than everybody else. It's like, okay, well I don't care if I'm ready or not. Now we got to come in. Right. You know, so everybody comes to pit road and gets the slicks. And then you had people like swerving and junk, trying not to hit the wet and, it's so interesting. The whole first half of that race was so just fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to, I'm hoping the last few times, um, nobody has uploaded the full version of, of that past weekend's race on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way I'm able to watch. So 
Uh, I'm going to look again. Maybe, you know, I just mislooked it. I really want to watch that, and I especially want to watch Daytona. I might have to go to a friend's house or something or, you know, hey, who wants to watch NASCAR? Surprisingly, around here, it's not very – that's a very <laughs> unpopular thing to say, I guess. Um, so I'm going to try to get myself in front of a TV to watch Daytona because I know it's going to be an unbelievable race. Yeah, I'm the only one I know in my area that actually – watches this thing religiously every weekend you know it, it's weird i don't i don't know i know it's a popular sport you see it you you see the reactions and the fans and you know you see the support for it but then everyone's like ah yeah i just catch some of it or maybe yeah. I, you know oh i forgot there was a race on or something I was like, stay tona Right. You know, <laughs> like, what do you do with yourself? You know, like every time I, I hey, yeah, I want to go to the Daytona 500. Like, oh, is that the, the NASCAR thing? What do you mean? How yeah. do you go this long and not know what the Daytona 500 is? Like, you need therapy. Is, oh, is that like the Indianapolis 500? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the point. That's kind of like, you know, it's fake, right? When, you know, <laughs> somebody says that about pro wrestling, it's like, Oh, uh, so when the, the you know, somebody, well, then you get the then you get the answers. Like you, you get somebody saying it's like, well, it just hasn't been the same since Dale died. They, oh my goodness <laughs> gracious! <laughs> well, it sure has gone downhill since Dale died. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's the equivalent to people dropping out of wrestling uh, before 1996 and come back when the NWO came on. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like I had I fell out of it after '93 the new generation and then yeah. i came back with nwo that's kind of like what it is like you say i stopped watching when dale died oh my goodness if i had a dollar oh, i know right gosh. i know it'd be more than three dollars i can tell you that yeah, absolutely um, i i'm not joking about him dying i look it's been 20 something years i am not joking about it like I, I made that joke we made that joke last week about you how you were going to pick dale earnhardt and the uh in 2001 dale earnhardt and we were like oh maybe the first 199 laps of them you know yeah we I, we made that joke my wife looked at me and cringed I was like, oh did she it's, it's been 20 years oh, <laughs> no it's it's a joke like obviously we wish he was still around oh he wouldn't be racing right now but he would be owning some cars and man this would be an interesting sport could you imagine what dei would be today i know right oh it would my just, gosh I wish that it, obviously everybody wishes that would have never happened. Obviously. Oh my god! We ain't got to justify sure. ourselves. It's been twenty something years. We we're just laughing and having fun. Um, let's see. So we got the rain and Watkins Glen, and then it dried up, and then it turned into like a regular old race. Mm-hmm. And Carl Larson and Chase Elliott got in the lead and never really gave it up. It was always them two back and forth. Uh, the only time they really gave up the lead was when pit strategy kind of took over, but then they'd always get it right back. Right. So there was an interesting moment at the end of the race that we'll probably never hear about again because Chase Elliott doesn't seem like he is going to push it. Right. Um, but if Chastain had, I'm going to say it, if Chastain had done what Kyle Larson said or did, it would be all over everywhere. Oh yeah. He would, Kyle Larson flat out drove over his head or did not care about anything of anything about Chase Elliott. 
He either drove over his head and locked the tires up, or he drove in so hard knowing he was going to lock the tires up and just run, chase Elliott out of the way. I don't Cal- think that's the, the. I don't think that's the case. Well, Kyle Larson, I mean, he's the best right now. It's hard for me to believe that he didn't know that was going to happen as hard as he ran it in turn one. Like he ran it that hard in turn one because AJ Allmendinger was on his butt, right? And AJ Allmendinger was going to outbreak him if he didn't outbreak AJ, right? And oh, in yeah, doing so, sure. he overdrove it. Drove over his head, and he probably knew he was going to do that. And he didn't wreck Chase Elliott. He just bumped him out of the way. And Chase Elliott was not happy. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, even the Kyle Larson being the best at everything that he does, I think it, when I saw it, it was one of those, oh, he made a mistake. I didn't look at it as like, oh, I'm going to get this lead. I, I looked at it as, oh, crap, sorry. I didn't, you know, I'm going to go ahead and win, though, because I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. hand you the win. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was. I think he just made a simple error. Well, when he blocked Chase Elliott into the wall earlier this year, was that a simple error? Oh my gosh! That like Auto Club? Yeah, wasn't wasn't it Auto Club? Oh my god! He did that. Remember? I totally forgot about that. So he's already done this to Elliott once, and that's already in Elliott's mind. Well, I mean, it's kind of difficult. It's difficult for me to believe that Elliot, because he even like in the post post race interview, he said, "I can't wait for Bristol next week." That's all he kept saying. I can't wait for Bristol next week. Yeah, Bristol's not next week. Daytona's Bristol. next week, but that's fine. Whatever. Right. Bristol right. Bristol Motor Speedway on Twitter had a field day with that. I I retweeted that too. <laughs> I that's the first race of the playoffs. Yeah, that's a pretty big time to be getting somebody back for sure. For I mean, sure. you've been you've been run off the track twice now by this guy. Oh it, man! You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember in two thousand one, uh, late Attitude Era, Stone Cold and The Rock, and they kept doing each other's finishers, like, like oh, the, yeah. Rock, the Rock did the Stone Cold Stunner, and and uh, Stone Cold did the Rock Bottom. They yeah, did I, that back and forth on each other. Yeah, I, I remember. Cal Larson stole Chase Elliott's finisher. Oh, stop it! That's stop. Chase Elliott's finisher. Block somebody right up out of the way. Stop it, you He's monster. He's done it twice on him now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So, I'm so happy that other people saw that. Um, that's why I wasn't like, I was very intrigued. A, because this is like the first time in a long time my driver's not, you know, in, you know, that limelight type of situation. I don't have a dog in this fight. Um, I, I, you know, I will be as happy for Chase winning as I will Kyle Larson. I was there for Kyle Larson winning at Kansas last season. So um, seeing these two go at it, man, I was like, oh, this is good because they're both <laughs> they're I mean, they drive for the exact same team. So they're teammates. That's number one black flag right there. Like you, your teammates, you have to get along, especially walking into <laughs> walking into Daytona where teamwork is essential. And then you're walking into the playoffs after that, which like you're going to be helpful to your teammates, but you, at the same time, you're like, hmm, no, no, no. <laughs> like, this is my spot, you know? So it's a really cool, um, really interesting storyline moving forward. What, you know, obviously Chase Elliott was not happy. Uh, but then when he got in front of television, that's when he was like, hey, everything's great. Let's go to Bristol, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's a team Very, win. Good team win. Absolutely. <laughs> super class act. We all saw through it. Um, oh, I yeah. Think- I mean, I can respect it. You know, you don't want to get a Kyle Busch reputation. I get that. 
Um, good way to cover cover yourself in that aspect. But man, I mean, for any sort of educated fan, we know we see right through it. So I'm very excited. Definitely have to keep your eye on it, especially at Daytona. What's, what are they going to do? Are Chevys, you know, they're both in Chevys. They have to work together. They're teammates. They have to work together. Are they going to work together? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big question. So the, the finish had Larson being chased down by Almendinger, just like the Xfinity race the day before. It's funny how that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens more times than you think it would that right. the two would finish like one, two in like the same kind of situation. But man, Almendinger's a good road course racer. <laughs> to yeah. take the equipment he has in Cup, I mean, that's top notch equipment in Xfinity, but it's not top notch equipment in Cup. Not yet. Maybe they right. will be. Maybe they will be pretty soon. You, you you got some people that can really wheel that car around once in a while, and mm-hmm. Almendinger can do that. Yeah. So it's really. Uh, I, I wish they. I wish they would put him in that car on other kinds of tracks too. Like I think he would be really good on super speedways, mm-hmm. but they don't do that. They kind of. I think Joey Hands racing it this week or something. I don't know. Is Joey Hands in the fifteen? Is that right? Or is he in the sixteen? Uh, I don't know. No, he, Joey Hands in the fifteen. Fifteen. Well, somebody else yeah. is racing it this this weekend. I don't know if it's Noah Gregson or what. It, so Noah's not doing it. Noah is going to be driving the sixty-two for Beard Oil Motorsports or whatever that's called. Okay. So it might be a uh, Hemrick. It might be. It's it's somebody that's not going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's Daytona. You never know. Sixteen cars not going to win Daytona. Oh, you don't know that. All right, you got a pick coming the, up. The Just seventy. The 77 won at Daytona one year. Let me remind you of that. That didn't count. Let's see. <laughs> uh, before we get it, you have a little thing with Kyle Busch here. Before yes. we get into that, I do want to do a uh, question real quick that came from uh, Twitter in the Marvel's uh, Twitter account Ooh, from okay. Dylan. Dylan. question is, uh, from my man, Ethan, where would you like to see Kyle Busch end up next year? Oh, I'm guessing this is my friend Dylan Allen. <laughs> Yeah, Dylan Allen. That's it. All right. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I could tell you where I think he will be. I It will differ from where I I want him to be. Um, I would really like to see Kyle Busch go to Stuart Haas Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not just Kyle, but like kind of thinking like, Brexton as well. I think Kyle Busch could succeed anywhere he goes. I think having Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, and you know, I mean, I guess Eric there too. Um, and then you add Kyle Busch to that mix, like that just sounds unstoppable. Um, seeing Kyle Busch in a Ford kind of one kind of makes me giggle. So I kind of want to see that as well. I f- but where I think he's going to show up, like where he's going to end up, is going to be a uh, colleague, yeah, colleague racing, uh, just simply due to the post that they made earlier. This I think it was actually like yesterday or this today. Did you see that? I did not. So, uh, colleague racing, they just did that typical, you know, um link on social media where like it takes you to like photos of the race of colic racing and stuff throughout the race and the caption said something along the lines of check out these rowdy action packed race at (laughs) Watkins Glen 
like it's just a really weird adverb to <laughs> to to put in that like headline you know i mean why out of all the words why use rowdy you know um probably someone's just trying to stir the pot whatever or it could have been like hey guys like here you go like kind of dropping hints um i could i i don't know i uh i think that'd be really cool to see him i think it's going to be really cool to see him anywhere other than joe tracing i think that kind of ran its course and now i'm i'm excited to see him in a chevy or a ford um but i'd be okay with seeing him in a toyota but yeah so awesome question thank you dylan so speaking of kyle bush you have a little thing that happened with kyle bush this week didn't you yes i did i'm really excited and i don't think i have told you you haven't told me anything okay so this is really cool uh so i was making breakfast with jessica who's my girlfriend and she had never had a rowdy energy before so we i went and got her one and they had like peach mango and it wasn't going to be filmed or anything it was just like i went to go get one of course i chose the blueberry raspberry or ras was it blue raspberry um and then i got her the peach mango so when i got back to the house i gave it to her and she was going to open it i was like well you know what i'm gonna just film this you know there's no coaching or anything like that uh so she opens it and i'm filming her and she drinks it and she's like oh this is really good so i I was like all right cool so i ended the (laughs) i ended the the video and i asked her i said is that like do you actually like it or were you just doing that for the camera? And she's like, no, I actually like it. And she sat there and she drank the rest of it. Um, so I posted that video on Twitter. Uh, I think, yeah, it was on Twitter. And a couple hours go by. It doesn't like blow up or anything. But I get a message request from someone named Ryan. Now, for someone like who's followed Kyle Bush, my whole adult livelihood, you know, mm-hmm. um, Ryan... Now I might I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty certain Ryan used to be Kyle Bush's manager, or still is Kyle Bush's manager on the Rowdy Energy side. Hmm. And I get a message request, and I, I immediately I knew who it was when I saw the name Ryan. I was like, "Oh, I know who this is." Um, someone from Kyle Bush's circle, and the message says, "I hope he doesn't mind me reading it," but it <laughs> says, uh, "Thank you for sharing your Rowdy Energy." Kyle liked your video post. Uh, send me your mailing address. Got something autographed from Kyle for you. So I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" So yeah, that is neat. Yeah, so I send I send him the the my address and stuff, and uh, he's seen the message like three days ago. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about what that could be. But, that could be anything from a Rowdy Energy Hero card or a hat or who knows. Yeah, I mean that's that's literally all I wear now is like black shirts and and blue jeans and my white rowdy energy hat. I have three white rowdy energy hats, and that's all I've. And like people are starting to know me because of the white hat. Oh, white hat! <laughs> even like even though nobody can see me right now, every time we record, I have a white rowdy energy hat on, <laughs> and I don't know why, but like and. I always have my rowdy energy right here too. I just kind of forgot that it was there for a minute because I was so excited. But yeah, so go get some rowdy energy. Woo-hoo. Before we uh, before we move on to the questions, I do want to 
I said I was going to, before the show, I said, you know, we're not, we just won't talk about this. I'll, I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm really excited for them. Uh, NASCAR Rivals mm-hmm. is a uh, new video game coming out for Nintendo Switch. I probably will get it, but I'm going to watch it online first to see if the gaming is actually worth it because it's not going to be simulator level by no means. But it could be fun still to play with the next-gen cars if it races well. And the paint job, the paint booth is really good. Uh, and it still could be really fun to play. So I'm going to wait and see what the gameplay is like on some reviews and stuff like mm-hmm. that and before I make the decision whether I'm going to get it. It comes out in October sometime. I think it's for pre-order now, though. I think you can get it now. But also, uh, the cover got released this week. Yesterday, in fact. I thought it was today. Maybe it was today. I, I think it's today. You're right. I think they teased the cover yesterday and it got released today. There's five people on the cover, and I think it's Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Bush, Alex Bowman for some reason, and the main guy right in the front, Ross Chastain. So cool. Yeah, get used to it because Ross cool. Chastain is going to be in the middle of a lot of conversations from here on out. He is the main guy. Like they're they're five in a V, right? Yeah. You got one guy up front and two on each side, kind of back a little bit. So like they're behind him. Right. They're all behind Ross Chastain. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. I'm sure Denny Hamlin loves it too because he's back there all mad and everything. <laughs> Denny's in the very very back, right next to Joey Logano, who's right who's right next to Ross Chastain. So I think Ross Chastain's the only one happy on that cover. Yeah. I everybody, think so, else, right? everybody else has got a frown. Ross Chastain just screaming. Well, so I, you have Alex Bowman. He has that stepbrothers look to him. He don't count. And I don't have you. Uh, so I only saw one thing of gameplay, and it was not good. Um, from what I was understanding or what I was seeing, I guess you can control your car going down pit road, and it's up to you to get your car angled into your pit just right. <laughs> And this individual had the very first pit stall going into the pit road at, I think, what looked like Richmond. And he pulled in there perfectly, and the pit crew would not do anything. So he spent like two minutes backing up and then like Austin Powers type thing. And they, the pit crew just didn't do anything. So finally, he, had just, he just had to go because he was already two laps down. He's like, I guess I don't need tires. So I don't know. I'd definitely uh, hold off. I'm sure if that is a problem, it will be updated in a patch. Oh, I'm sure. Right away, probably. Because I know there's already going to be a patch right off the download, like right off the bat. Yeah, there's going to be a patch. And it's going to fix it's going to fix a couple of issues that they already know the game has, which I hate that about games today. Just release just make the game right and release it. The heck. It's like just put it out there, we'll fix it later. They'll buy it anyway. That's ugh. I can't stand up by games now. For sure. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. 
Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Okay, so we have a few questions to get through. Uh, like, like always, we're going to try not to go uh, Broadway on these things. <laughs> uh, some, we got several. We got three from Tales from the Estate, uh, two from my wife, and oh. one from Tim. And we already answered one earlier, too. So, From my friend Dylan Allen. Thank you again for yeah. the question, my man. We, uh, let's see. First off, Caitlin, now that they are the NASCAR Cup Series, I added that little part. What sponsored series would you like to see come back? Because, you know, they used to have different title sponsors. Yeah, like Which, uh, Winston Cup, Nextel Cup, yeah. Sprint Cup. Okay. Um, it doesn't even – I'm, I'm going to throw this out here, too. It doesn't even have to be Cup. Which previously sponsored series would you like to see come back in, in, in namesake? I just immediately um, loved Sprint Cup. I loved the NASCAR Sprint Cup series. I don't know why the word Sprint – really like just did it for me. I was like, Oh, these guys are going to go fast type thing. I don't know why that word association kind of did that. But if I had, I love the NASCAR cup series. I love that name. I hope it never leaves. NASCAR cup series is, is what it should have always been. Definitely love that. But if I had to choose probably the NASCAR sprint cup, uh, as far as anything else, I really want the NASCAR craftsman truck series back. And I think it might just be happening next season. Yeah, you took the words with the truck series right out of my mouth because I was going to yes. say that too. It would have to be tra- Craftsman Truck Series. Yes. And like I was going to say, it looks like it's a possibility that it's actually going to happen again. It just, it fit, didn't yeah. it? It fits oh, so much yeah. better in Camping World. And I guess that's the only other one they've had. And there was, was there another one? No, there was a Gander Outdoor Gander. and what was it? NASCAR yeah. Gander Outdoors and RV Truck Series. It's funny because I still associate some of these series with the original sponsors. I know yeah. like NASCAR has been called the grand national series, the strictly stock series there. Then they got called the Winston cup series for years. They were the Winston cup series and that's mm-hmm. my bread and butter with it. I love Winston cup series and I love the logo. The name of it sounds cool. Just God, they did so much for the sport. It's incredible. What Winston did to the sport. They really pulled it out of where it was and just put it on mainstream. Absolutely. So Winston did. I mean, every NASCAR fan out there that's been around for that long, even if you don't, if you hate cigarettes and big tobacco companies, Winston is amazing yes. for what they did. I'll just straight up say it. Never smoked a day in my life, never planned on it, but I owned all these Winston cars, the show cars that they d- released back in the day, the diecast oh, cars, the, the one yes. car with the, uh, the Eagle down the side of it, man. Love them. I love those paint jobs. I love the show cars. I love all the Winston Cup stuff. I had all sorts of stuff with it. And, and they used uh, to give out those really cool Winston Cup championship um, uh, jackets or coats mm-hmm. to the champion. Those looked really cool, too. I like the old Winston Cup trophy, too. The one that actually looks like a trophy. Oh, yes. Like the Not, big sword. Yeah. Well, it, yes. It's like this huge three or four tier thing with a giant cup on top of it. Yes. looks like it weighs 75 pounds when they lift mm-hmm. it. Now it's a, it's, it's like a checkered flag circular cup thing. Well, that they lift up. And it's, I mean, it's fine, but it's not the Winston cup trophy. 
Yeah, you know, but that one's this right. the one that they have now is really really particularly cool because it has all the the race tracks on it. Like all have you ever noticed that? Mm-mm, I have not. Yeah, so like all the squiggly lines and stuff, that's just like, you know, the outline of Pocono and Sonoma and, and Daytona and you have Talladega, Bristol, Martinsville. It's like all the tracks are on the the trophy. So it looks really cool. I like it. I like the current one. Okay. Another one I like is uh, I keep calling it, but I know it's not, it's like the Menard series or something now, but maybe it's not even that now. I don't even know. I always call it the Arca Remax series. I used to think forever it was uh-huh. called Arca Remax. Like that's the whole name of it. Arca Remax. That's, that's, that's what everybody said. It's Arca Remax series. Yeah. Now it's the, it took me forever to realize Remax was actually a company that sponsored the thing. Right. And the like NASCAR, uh, Arca Menard series. Yeah. <laughs> that series is going to crap. Mm-hmm. All right. From Drew, what are your, let's be quick. Okay. We could right. be really, really big into this one. Okay. What are your top favorite NASCAR designs and why? Ooh, um, like paint schemes? Yes. Oh, baby. Designs, like not even sponsors, but like designs. Okay. Um, 2010, no, 20, yeah, 2010 Xfinity Kyle Busch Z line designs with the mm-hmm. all the red front. Like, not the next gen, not the COT in Xfinity, but like that gen, I don't know, gen six. I know what you're talking Hard. about. Like, like the late, late 2000s, like maybe 08, 07, 08, somewhere in there, right? Yeah, for Before sure. Before the COT. Yeah. So the COT was introduced in Xfinity in 2010, where like half the season was that, that 2009 style. And then that the next, the rest of it was the COT. The Twisted Sister. The Twisted Sister. That's what um, I used to call it. So I love, love, love that Z line designs. Not the 2009 look, but like ne- the next year they like added a complete red nose, mm-hmm. like a red front. And I loved, love, 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 love that that paint scheme. All right, let me give one real quick. Then we'll go back and forth. Okay, that All was right. your five. My five would be actually no particular order. They're just there. I don't know yeah. about listing them. The Mopar Casey Kane car. Ooh, that's a good one. The blue with the barbed wire and the white and the black and the gray. Mm-hmm. It's just, man, it just looks so good. And I saw a 124 scale die cast of it not that long ago at a uh, an, an antique mall. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like 40 bucks. I mean, I was way like it's worth it to me. Yeah. But anyway, it's like, do I really want to spend 40 bucks right now on it? You know, but. Man, what a beautiful car. I, I love Mopar anyway, and that particular paint job with Mopar, just outstanding. You know what? I don't know why I think of this. Every time I think of that paint scheme, the first thing I think of is Orange Orange County Choppers. <laughs> I can see that. I don't know why, but it, that... It, <laughs> the paint scheme looks like chopped up. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like it's a, cohere, a cohesive paint scheme. It looks like you just threw a bunch of junk in there, but it works so good. Oh, for sure, yeah. Anyway, you're number four. The current interstate battery look. The lightning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I oh, I love that paint scheme so much. And I'm dying for Kyle Busch to freaking win in that car so I can get it as a you know a race version, that Kyle Busch car. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So definitely, I love that paint scheme so much. I'm going to go with the... Early 70s um, Dodge Charger Richard Petty car. Ooh, there you go. The one that's got a lot of the Dayglow orange on it that comes like down the side of it. Like it really just 
it's so bright. Like if you see a 72 Dodge, 72, 73 Dodge Charger from Richard Petty, mm. that's the paint scheme you're going to see on it. It's one of my favorite. This is one of the most iconic paint schemes in all of NASCAR, honestly. Yeah, I absolutely cannot disagree with you. All right, you're number three. Um, I just had it and I cannot for the life of me remember what I was thinking of. Um, I'll jump to another one. How about that really awesome? I think it was 2000, 2007 All-Star Kurt Busch car. It was like that gold Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. The you gold Miller loved car. It. Oh, man, I loved it. It was the color of the beer. Exactly. It really was. <laughs> like the, the car looked like the little uh, the, the foam part. Mm-hmm. When you first open a beer, it was really cool. I Miller has some great paint schemes. Really I'll do. name one right now. I was thinking about putting it on there anyway. This would be not my number three. Just the black Miller Genuine Draft car. Just the straight black and gold. Don't throw any other colors. Don't even put the silver one in there. Just a straight black car mm-hmm. with the gold around the bottom, the gold numbers, and the thin red line separating it all. I mean, it's so, it's so, it's, it's the iconic Miller scheme to me. For sure. Even over Miller Lite or even the, the gold number one that they had, it was like a weirder gold because this gold is like a yellowish gold. Mm-hmm. The 27 car had a uh, darker gold and it didn't look right, but they got it right in 91. Oh, for but sure. He went to the two, uh, Rusty Watts went to the two car. That's it. That That is my favorite Miller scheme of all time. Your number mm-hmm. two. Uh, number two is going to be 2000. The the race that he ran this paint scheme was 2021 Darlington. Uh, Denny Hamlin in the offer pad colors. I don't know why. I <laughs> have no idea why. I love that paint scheme so, so much. And uh, I very much am thinking about getting that in my 124 scale miscellaneous collection just because it comes with a spare tire and it's all tore up. I, I love saw that. That's oh. that's really neat. That comes with a, with a spare blown tire. Absolutely. Had to, so I guess cool. they had to change it, you know, because he blew it out, right? So they yes. come spare. That's that's really neat. That's a nice. I've never seen that done before. That's a nice touch. I know. I'm very very excited, but I just have to I have to buy it first. <laughs> uh, number placement aside, I'm going to make my number two, and it's going to be a tie. It's a. I mean, whatever. It's my list. It's going to be the track house cars, probably the GoPro cars. Oh, okay. Didn't they both run the GoPro, but different colors? Yeah, one was blue and one was red. One was, I, think. I thought well, there was maybe it ain't GoPro. It's one scheme they did earlier this year where one was blue with chrome and one was black and blue. Like one was blue with black and one was black with blue. They kind of alternated oh. with each other with chrome numbers. And the 99 and 1 have had such good paint gene paint schemes this year they they really have yeah especially the throwbacks that was amazing yeah i didn't put those on here just because honestly if you i didn't i don't think those schemes are some of my favorite schemes of all time but they were my favorite Mm -hmm. throwbacks it's that's a different category for sure right but uh what's your favorite um well i mean right now what's your favorite right now because of the change i'm sure yeah um my all-time favorite was that Z-Line Designs, but uh, I kind of went backwards, I guess. Um, next one, I would probably say Pink Hooters. Like mm-hmm. Chase okay. Elliott's first one I think of, like that pink and white paint scheme. I I don't know why. I just absolutely love that sponsor, for sure. Hello. Hello. Um, I love that paint. The, the color, too, you know, for sure. So, 
<laughs> Definitely my number five. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> to think of my number one. I popped myself. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's, I was just letting you go with it. <laughs> um, trying to think of my number one because it's going to be something from the early 90s. I'm just trying to decide whether it's going to be Davies White and Gold Car or if it's going to be Davies Black with the Dayglow letters mm. on the side of it. But even though you don't really care for this guy too much, I think I'm going to go with one that kind of changed paint oh, schemes. I know who you're going with. Who am I going with? Joey Logano. No. No, 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 no. I said early 90s. Oh, early. I'm sorry. I was not listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad I got riveting conversation <laughs> over here. <laughs> Probably the mellow yellow Kyle Petty car. Oh, I... I hate Kyle Petty so much. But the paint job <laughs> changed paint jobs in NASCAR. Oh, for sure. Because you can't deny that. Days of Thunder brought that in. I mean, I could have said Cole Trickles 51, but I went real world. Because Days of Thunder brought that sponsor in. Mm -hmm. And Kyle Petty was a perfect guy for that sponsor. I mean, he was, God, he, he was so out there. And Mellow Yellow was nothing like anything else at the time. They didn't market themselves like anything else. So, I mean, Kyle Petty was a perfect driver for that that paint job, that whole sponsor. And God, what a good scheme. I, well, he ran that for since uh, he ran that for three years, I think. 91, uh, 93, yeah. I think so. Because I think in 94, no, he ran 94 too, I think. I think in 95, he went to Coors. Mm -hmm. So I think it was four years. But yeah, I mean, it popped so well that that dark, dark, glossy black with the bright neon green and yellow and red all over the car. Just, man, excellent. Iconic scheme. Absolutely. Okay, and another one from Drew. Between the two, this is easy. It's short, short answer. Wish you like more road courses or short tracks? Short tracks. Short tracks, yeah. No question. We have to explain ourselves. We probably both grew up on short tracks. Yep. Uh, we like the action. We like the beating and banging. We like... Uh, the unpredictability. I mean, road courses have some of that too, but you can also see everything from the stands on a short track, and you can't do that at a road course. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, yeah, you spot on. <laughs> you just nailed it. So, yeah, um, yeah, good question. Yeah, good question, but easy answer. Uh, let's see. My wife has two questions. What Ooh. was your first car? Oh, oh no. Oh, oh gosh, what was it? A nine, a 90, 90, 2000, no, 2001 Ford Taurus that I got repoed <laughs> <laughs> seven years ago. If my first car at 16 was a 2001 Ford Taurus, I would have had to go try time travel three or four years into the future to get this car and come back. That's how old I am compared to you. Wow. Well, I, my my first car, I guess it was uh, I guess it was early two thousand, so maybe only one year into the future. Mm -hmm. Um, my first car was a nineteen ninety one Mazda MX six. I don't even know what that is. A little four cylinder two door car. I mean, it's, it wasn't nothing. It had so many problems, but did all you your first cars have problems, right? So, did you say Mazda? Mazda MX six. Mazda. What Sporty looking little car. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You know, it's made by Ford, though. Oh, does? wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Mazda is made by Ford. Mm, awesome. Last, it was back then. I guess it still is. 
but Maz, it's like you know, GM has several things, and Dodge has several things. Like Fiats are from Dodge. Oh, nice. Yeah, I Jeeps don't know what are that from is. Dodge. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, what is Clearly. your dream car? Oh, oh, good lord. Um, well, uh, so I'm not a car guy. I'm a truck guy, so I'll say my dream truck would be Chevy Colorado. But if I had to go dream car, it, how do you not say a Ford Mustang? But not like a not like a 2002. Shout out Hannah, that was her first car. My like sister. Shelby. I want like something that like you see it sitting in the garage and you're just like, oh no, like a Mustang. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't I know could, what that is. <laughs> the only Mustang I could see for me personally being any type of a dream car would mm-hmm. be like a 67 Shelby, like an Eleanor. Well, no, Mustang. not that. No, see, I don't know why. I'm not an old school car thing. Like I would much, I think 2022 Ford Mustangs look beastly compared to 19, whatever you just said. Have, have you seen a picture of a 1967 Shelby Mustang? I don't Mr. think Cobra? I have. Go no, look that up. So. You ain't got to do it right now unless you just want to. Go look that up. 1967 Shelby Mustang. It is the nickname of it is Eleanor because the silver and black one is Eleanor. It was made famous by Gone in 60 Seconds with the Nicolas Cage movie. I don't know. It was mean. actually made famous. The yellow version of it, I think, was made famous in the in the first movie that it, what, that got remade. What year was it? Nineteen sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Good night, Shelby. Shelby Cobra. Type in oh, Eleanor. E L E N O R. Hold up. No, E L A N O R. Eleanor Mustang. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shiver me timbers. Um, oh, okay. Well, they look beastly. I will say that. Absolutely. But I still go with <laughs> I still go with my generation. After seeing that, you're still going new generation. Oh my god. You know okay. what? I, I will right. say it's very it's your dream pretty. car. It's your very, dream car. Very, very, very pretty. Oh. You can you can leave that old generation for me then. Yes. My sir. dream car I actually owned for a little bit and I had to sell it. So maybe one day I'll be able to get it back. I actually did own this car. My wife uh, found one and bought it for me on our one-year anniversary. Oh! But I recently had to get rid of it. Um, Aww. And then my wife found an amazing travel nurse job, and I really wish I would have held on to it. But bills had to be paid. For so, sure. Uh, it is a 1972 Dodge Charger. Oh. The one I had was cobalt blue, and that was Ooh. my dream color and everything. I even made a model of it like you know the little model kits like the Ravel model kits and stuff like that yes i made a model of it painted it that exact color when i was in uh high school and in 2005 here it comes driving down my street there you go exact the exact car i mean the perfect paint color the year everything just i love that car i have i have a few pictures of me in it too i even like blacked out most everything like made everything gray except for the car so it really popped I'll probably put that picture up on the uh, on the uh, shows thing. Yeah, on the, end of the shows picture, the little collage I make because that God, what a beautiful car! And to add on to that, um, what somebody in my town has a Toyo a Toyota Supra, and that's not me just being like a Toyota Mark. Um, it looks really, really good. 
Supras, man. I used a lot of super parts on my race car because the Celica parts wouldn't hold up. And the Supras right. did. So I had a Celica that was kind of a jumbled mess with a Supra and won a lot of races with it. So that's right. I get totally it. Is. I get that. <laughs> okay. This one's a little bit of a loaded question. We're going to try to answer it fast. Tim from uh, a chair shot, uh, not chair shot, pulling up a chair with that did what you do all the time. Yeah. It's not so Pulling fun, up a it? chair with Tim at a chair shot on Twitter. <laughs> Obviously, big sponsors such as M&M's, Lowe's, Home Depot, Target, and on have left the sport. Yes. Why do you think that is? What Ooh. can the sport do to reverse that? And can the sport survive without them? Oh. So why, why are they you, leaving? Wait a minute. For one, like, why did you read that so, like, profoundly? <laughs> like that was really intense. I um, wanted to separate the questions so we could ponder them. Tim, what? A, that's a really deep question. I did not know this was a question. Uh, so, holy moly, you're gonna have to walk me through that one again. Uh, okay. Well, uh, first off, why do you think the sponsors are leaving the sport? I feel like NASCAR is now kind of going in a direction that we're trying to aim for audiences, just like WWE, just like UFC. I think right now we are trying to. Um, gather, you know, trying to trying to round up like new fresh audience from the ages of like fifteen to like ten, ten to fifteen area. Like to me, that's kind of you know, at least it was with Digger or what, right? You didn't enjoy Digger. Well, I mean, I did because I was <laughs> that a was child. the boom. That was the NASCAR boom right there. Right. I mean, I love Digger <laughs> because I was seven, um, you know, but I don't know. I just I think that NASCAR needs to be more a little bit more uh, not thoughtful, but mindful that we're still here, too. You know, I understand trying to bring in the, the younger generation in NASCAR. That's what we're going to try to do. Absolutely. I think every little kid who loves racing loves Kyle Larson right now. And that's perfect. But I think NASCAR needs to to bring it up a little bit. And I think that's what they're on track to do, especially when they do like the, uh, you know, when they go in depth for what a, a sway bar is, you know, they have that graphic that comes up and it kind of unfolds itself. That's amazing. And that's, that's the direction I want NASCAR to go. So that also answers the second question. What can the sport do to reverse that? Yeah, exactly. Just keep on like being, educational uh trying to figure out oh well this person went into turn four and and broke this part of his car let's let us show you and dissect what they have to do in order to get back on that racetrack because the more you watch even if it's background noise you're going to be looking you know every once in a while you're going to look up and you're going to see the di diagrams and stuff so it's really important that they keep on doing this because i mean it's amazing one thing that bothers me the most about sponsors nowadays, like well, the third part of the question, can the sport survive without them? Yes, they can, because this is how they're doing this. They don't, those sponsors were year long sponsors for a long time in NASCAR. Maybe not recently because the models changed, yeah. but Lowe's was a year time, year long sponsor. Home Depot is a year long sponsor. Target has always been a full ride year long sponsor. M&Ms as well. Uh, M&Ms is a, it's not just M&M's, it's the whole Mars company, you know, Twix, right. Skittles, yeah. all of that. Pedig pedigree to an extent, too, isn't it? Isn't it the same company? 
Um, yeah, I think it is. Well, it's, it's a sub a subdivision of that company, right? I believe. I, I to I think, be honest, I have no idea. I think it is. I think I read that. I think I saw a video on that or something. I, I saw something about that. Uh, but they're year long sponsors for a long time in the sport, and we've kind of gotten away from that model. And it's more enticing to sponsors now to jump on board these teams that don't require them to put in a full year's worth of funds. Mm. They only put in five or six races now. Exactly. Or maybe eight races or something like that. That's what we're seeing now with sponsors. Like half the time sponsors, I don't even know if they are. That irritates the mess out of me. When I see a car and I don't know what that sponsor is. Mm -hmm. Like, what does it do? Oh, it's a, it's a, a computer uh, job thing, you know, that, that creates uh, profiles and, or, or maybe it's like some, it's some weird thing that you don't even know. Well, even like, like this year, like Tyler Reddick, I didn't know what three chai, three chai, three chi, however you pronounce that. I've never part. seen that advertised anywhere except on his hood. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard of it. And then my, I was like, well, why aren't they going to make the diecast car? And they're like, oh, well, the sponsor. Well, what's wrong with the sponsor? Oh, it's you know, okay, I medical get it. marijuana, right? Yeah, it's yeah. something, or it's like that Delta stuff or whatever it is. But I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. I never understood that. So yeah, I mean, it's happening, you know, right now in 2022. I don't know. It's kind of a loaded question whether or not we can NASCAR can survive because obviously, like with the ones I have already left, uh, even including M and M's, we're talking. Um, uh, oh, help me out here! I <laughs> drawn a blank. What on the uh, uh, on the other ones that have left? Yeah, like Target and Lowe's, Home Depot, Target. Yeah, so all those, like, of course, we're gonna survive without those those companies. However, if we keep on losing the sponsors like big time sponsorships like like those we're not going to because we're going to run out of obviously we're going to run out of funding i don't think on the direction that we're headed i think we're headed in a really good direction because you have people like pit bull and michael jordan uh floyd mayweather you know all these guys jumping into nascar in the last three years and then you know obviously the uh inflammation and everything kind of boosting the cost of everyday living for NASCAR teams, you know, I think NASCAR is doing just fine without those sponsors, but it would be awesome if they ever came back. I think the perception of the sport being healthy is the number of uh, non car related sponsors that we have as far as big ones go. Like if Best Buy is on the side of a car, like, okay, cool. You know, everybody knows what Best Buy is. It's cool to see them out there. McDonald's. Right. McDonald's has been there forever. Yeah, they've been on cars forever and they're still in it. They still have a good presence in NASCAR. Uh, FedEx, that's a big presence. Bass Pro Shop is a big presence right now. Yeah, we still have these really big outside the car manufacturer type sponsors. Like I'm I'm talking about like Valvoline, Mobile One, things like that. You know, you're going to have some of that because this is a car sport. Right. And you're going to want to uh, appeal to people that are car guys, car people, For car sure. girls and guys, you know, car, anybody. You want to appeal to these people. So you're going to have the mobile ones and, and all that, obviously. But I think the sport appears healthier and probably is healthier when you have more outside the automotive world sponsors. Yeah. Like, I, the, like the beers. The, yeah. The beers pump in so much money. But there isn't even a Miller car right now. 
Right, and that's what I was going to preference that by saying, please come back, Miller Lite. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I couldn't have said it better. I was going to go somewhere, you know, with that, and I, I lost my train of thought, and it's gone. Well, we got about the same. We, we, we got the same idea on it, though. Yeah, for sure. And this weekend is one of my favorite tracks. Absolutely. I think it's yours, too. I mean, yes. I cannot wait for this weekend. Daytona is this weekend. Da-da-da. And after this weekend, next time they're coming to Daytona, the Daytona 500. And I am still trying my best to get over there. <laughs> we'll be there. Oh, in the marbles in the house. Hopefully. Well, half of it anyway. Well, yeah, you definitely. Me, probably not. But we're going to give it our best shot. And we'll take the show on the road and go to Disney World right after. All right. Man, Daytona. I, 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 what do you say? I cannot wait for this race. It is such a, an amazing track. Amazing style of racing, even though, you know, a lot of it does seem really manufactured nowadays yeah. compared to what it would be. If You can't run these things without the, the throttling back that they do with these cars. You can't do it because otherwise they'll be running 235, 240 around this racetrack. Oh, yeah, for sure. You will kill somebody. You just, you can't do it. The cars will fly up in the stands almost right now as it is. Yep let alone if you add another 40, 50 miles an hour to them. So they'll be qualifying probably around 180, somewhere in there. Uh, not very fast. It's not very fast in relation to what they could be doing. Right. But they'll probably race around, what, you think, low 190s? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Faster at Talladega, but Daytona is no slouch. Daytona is just a little, a little smaller than Talladega, like uh, one and a half tenths of a mile. It's a little bit more narrow, I would say. Narrow. That's the biggest thing with Daytona. You can fit three wide on Daytona, not that comfortably, but you can do it. Yeah. You do not want to go four wide at Daytona. No. That Even on video games. <laughs> that trioval looks oh. tight at Daytona. It looks like that is such a scary thing to go through that trioval three wide in the middle. I'm sure. But at Talladega, you're like seven lanes wide. And oh, if you're in the middle, yeah. you're like, who cares? You know, you don't even have to really turn the wheel too much at the trial oh, at Talladega. Yeah. Something so different about that racetrack compared to Daytona. Daytona is so treacherous compared to Talladega. Yeah, I just want to go to one Daytona 500 and then like never go back to that racetrack again. I feel like I would much rather uh, be watching a Talladega race than Daytona. But maybe, I don't know, maybe... You know how like grown-ups have like vacations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one of those vacations where it's actually a vacation site. So maybe every February will just be my vacation just every year go to the Daytona 500. That'd be cool. I don't know when last time I had a vacation where it was actually just a vacation. We always have so much stuff planned. What do you mean? You just came back from Disney World. You know what a Disney World vacation is like? No, I don't Waking because I don't take vacations. The, you wake up at the butt crack of dawn. Before dawn, sometimes jump in line 30 minutes before the park even opens, just so you have a shot at rope dropping a ride. And then you do as much as you can because of how much it costs to get into place. And you have to plan out every single ride, like as you're going through the day, every single ride, everything, every dining reservation you have, everything you eat. If you just go spontaneous like that, you're not going to get near as much stuff done. And you can do that. That's fine if you go all the time. But if you don't go all the time, you want to get as much stuff done as you can. I'm, I'm okay. Are you are you this stressed out when you're at like are you this stressed out when you're actually at Disney World or like if I'm there with three kids, yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Because then you have one kid not wanting to ride a ride and he's too scared to, but then he rides it and he loves it. Or he actually is too scared to ride it after he rides it and you feel yeah. bad because you traumatize him. <laughs> but, you know, then you have one kid that's too little to ride most anything. So you have to do a rider swap. So half of us stay back and then go ride and half of us go, you know, go back in when they swap it out. So I don't ever get to ride a lot of stuff with my wife if I'm there with three kids, you know. Just, but what an what an amazing problem to have it is i mean i'm not <laughs> complaining about it i'm just letting you know it's not a vacation it is work right it is four didn't, days of work didn't you, you just dog tired didn't you just come back from a vacation where it was just you and your wife no you talking Are about you the condo we just did no like you just went somewhere like you just went to uh i went to disney world with just me and my wife yeah then how how is that not a we, we still we we still walked probably 60 miles in four days oh lord the parks are huge good night and they're i mean you could rent you a scooter if you want but i'm not keeping up with that i'm walking i'm a fully capable <laughs> person i'm walking around that place there you go but it, dude you just you don't know it's I a marathon. Don't. They call it the Disney marathon and they don't mean that thing that you run. You literally run Disney. They call that run Disney, Oh, you know, but there, it's actually called a Disney marathon. When you go to the parks four days in a row and you rope drop from beginning to close. All right. So here's, here's the question. What's, what would you rather do Disney world or the day 2500? Well, I don't have to choose in February. Well, I'm just saying like, I'm putting it on the spot. Probably yeah. Disney world, honestly. Oh my goodness. dude. Probably. Probably Disney World. I'm so insulted. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We're not, we're doing a NASCAR podcast right now. The it's it's I can't explain it. It's just so cool. Oh, I've, I've seen NASCAR races. I've seen Talladega NASCAR races. It's really similar to Daytona. I've been to the Daytona 500 already. The first 20 laps I saw, the only 20 laps I saw was really boring because they all just rode around the top single file. See, I'm not that, bored at Disney World. So. Uh, oh, you let me <laughs> let me get a 2023 Daytona 500 under my belt, and we'll see how my answer is after that, brother. If if man, you I don't know what they're doing over in Talladega, but they are, must be doing it wrong because you come over to Kansas, we'll show you a good old time at a NASCAR race, man. Oh man, pre race, post race, we oh, got Talladega is amazing. I'm not. I didn't say nothing about Talladega. I said oh. the first 20 laps of the Daytona 500 I saw were boring because they were all riding around the top. But Talladega, I've seen Talladega races. It's it's amazing. You didn't ask me if I'd rather go to a Talladega race. Well, I mean, that's, that's... You said Daytona 500. Right. That's like saying, hey, do you want to go to, uh, you know, Raw in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or do you want to go to WrestleMania? Uh, At least for me, it is. You know, like, okay. You gotta, yeah. yeah. I understand, I like but I've experienced both as much as I could so far. Yeah, and Disney's better right now. Oh, oh my! We'll it also lasts. It, it also, you know, you have four completely separate experiences that you could do. Well, this has been in the marbles with soda. <laughs> <laughs> Future endeavors. I am going to the 2023 Daytona 500, and I will probably change my mind. Did I want ever? to actually watch a race there instead of just 20 laps and rain. Did Did you guys already get your tickets? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> I don't even want to know how much it is, honestly. You don't. Oh. I don't want to say how much it is either. So our oh. picks this week, like you you picked Denny Hamlin, which was an a a choice. 
for Watkins Lynn. Yeah. He finished 20th. Really stupid idea. Giving you, and, and you wasted your Hamlin pick too because you can't pick him anymore. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. Giving you an average finish this, this year so far of 11.15. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I picked Tyler Reddick. Looked good for a little bit. First half of that race, it looked good. And I don't know what mired him in, back in the field. I don't know what did that because I wasn't watching at that time. I was out there, you know, trying to fight the rain in the pools outside until they closed it up. But he made his way back up to seventh. And that gives me an average position so far this year at 12.5. Mm-hmm. We are getting there. We're yep. like neck and neck. This is the closest I've been to you since the very first race when I won. Yeah, that's very true. I have a pick this weekend. It is the very first time I picked this person, Michael McDowell. Oh. That okay. is my pick this weekend. So I went I went first because mm-hmm. as rules, the, the mm-hmm. winner goes first. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I'm I'm absolutely torn between two. Do you want to know who you cannot pick, or do you have that info already? Oh, I have that information. I'll go over it. I could not choose Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, and now Denny Hamlin. <laughs> um, my goodness. <laughs> I you know and you know what I'm gonna do. Oh goodness! I cannot. I cannot do this. I don't see any twenty three eleven guys on that list. Just saying. Yeah. Tyler. Oh. Oh yeah. So what? Can I pick Kurt Busch? And will that make? Will that no? Ty Gibbs. He is not. No, you pick so Ty Gibbs. I can pick Ty Gibbs. You can pick Ty Gibbs if you want to. You're gonna waste a pick. Oh. Go ahead. Well, wouldn't that be a free pick, honestly? Because I, I, I still have Kurt Busch. Yeah, he's. Time. He's not going to be there. Yeah. Ty Gibbs does not count against Kurt Busch. I will give you that. All right. So let's go Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. I'll just save. Oh, my goodness. I What was I doing? Oh, I, oh gosh. Dang it. Okay. Yeah, you want to? Is that final or you want to no, do no, one no. thing? No, I'm just strategizing in my head. Like, why didn't I pick this person that week? And then I could have used this person this week and all this stuff. So, no, I'm going with Ty Gibbs. You know, you have not picked Kurt Busch at all this year, right? I I did pick Kurt Busch at I did pick Kurt Busch at nope not once yet nope. <laughs> so yes that's another driver that I will be uh, putting in my roster yeah well you, you'll have ten races left after this weekend I'm gonna need every single bit I can get if if he comes back which it looks like he might. Oh, I, that means I wasted one. Like, I could have used Ty Gibbs, and that could have been like a – dang it. Okay. Well, he's only got one more race, though. But it's going to be crazy when he wins this one. Yeah. And then I get to put um, that Ty Gibbs in my, my diecast collection, which I would be very happy about. We'll see. I think I got a good one, though. Oh. I think Michael McDowell is excellent. Uh-huh. I think that's the pick. I really do. You'll never know at Daytona. You never know. But, man, he's good there. I think that's going to do it for the show this week. We want to run through real quick the podcast drafting partners. Uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. The Drunk Wrestling History Podcast. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Lap Traffic Podcast. Also want to throw it out to an excellent artist, Jason Wolf. 
He has a podcast called Howling with the Wolf as well. And I want to shout out Outsiders Beer Co. I use their products a lot. Excellent. Run by Big Underscore Bane, who does our intro music. Who do you got? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, Big Underscore Bane's, his music is also fantastic. Did you hear that they uh, that he has an, a date for his, his, other his album? next album? Yeah. Yes. Do you have it pre-ordered? Because I know I, I do. I, I don't use Apple Music. Oh, I have it pre-ordered. That's I use Google Music. I wish he would do it on Google <laughs> Music. I could do it then, but I don't. I Absolutely. pay for Google Music. I'm not paying for Apple Music and Google Music. <laughs> I hear that. But speaking of Bane and and Brian Breaker, and what's the, the what's the term? Umbrella? Not the umbrella. Yeah, just say umbrella. Under the, the under the umbrella tree? You mean that, yeah. that old show with the yeah. puppets in Canada? I, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But wow, I'm so old. <laughs> but uh, is that Mister Ro- something, Mister Rogers, or something? No, under the umbrella tree. It was. Oh, just forget it. Anyway, somebody out there will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I sure don't. So, uh, Brian Breaker, Big Underscore Bane. They have a plethora of uh, podcasts, uh, including their their main one, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. There's also, you know, it's fake, right? TB Toycast with uh, Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. Uh, no Holds Barred with Bill Benes and Bane. Of course, cannot forget Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin. Uh, and then, as you heard earlier, uh, Pulling Up a Chair with A Chair Shop. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review and follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at In the Marbles Pod. Find us on Facebook also. You can also email the show at InTheMarblesPod at gmail.com. And if you check out watermaneuver.net, there is a search by store tab in the top left corner of that website. You can scroll down to In the Marbles and you will find our t-shirts. It's a great way to support the show. And I dig the designs. Ethan does too. Yes. I I hope you will as well. Uh, they're great track shirts. If you're going to a track, anything auto sports related, good shirts to pick up. Yes. And um, other than that, uh, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? Go get some rowdy energy. (laughs) But other than that, as always, peace, love, and all the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles.